Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast where we talk about racing games, racing esports and sim racing. This time we're joined by race winner Cooper Webster who is a real world racing driver and also a competitive sim racer. This year he'll be competing in the Mad Hat Australian S5000 Championship and also the GB4 single seater competition for the first time in the real world while at the same time competing for Oracle Red Bull Racing Esports in virtual competitions such as the Porsche Esports Super Cup on iRacing. The up and coming Aussie driver has moved to the UK to pursue his racing career so we discuss how he got started in motorsport, what it's like to drive a V8 powered open wheeled beast and also what advantages sim racing brings to his motorsport career. I hope you'll find this brief chat fascinating. So, without further ado, here's Cooper Webster. Cooper, pleasure to speak to you. There's a lot of uh, discourse online about the sim racing world and how it may or may not help the real world racing and vice versa. So I thought there's no one better to speak to than yourself. And we're speaking today in the UK, Donington. Firstly, you just want to explain why we're here and not in Australia. Um, we're here because I'm racing in real life in the GB4 category. Make the step from Australia to over here to, to run in this competitive series and um, you know see, see what see what can come from it. Um, but yeah, this is one thing you can't can't do from my bedroom at home. <laughs> so if we just go way back, your career has uh, some distinguished karting results. What got you into motorsport first of all? And did you ever play any like racing games that were at the same time as karting? Um, yeah, I got into motorsport because both sides of my family were, you know, had something to do with motorsport, uh, were racing or had businesses. So I was always surrounded by it as a young young kid. And I started racing BMX first when I was about four years old until I was about nine. And then I was bugging dad to get a go-kart. So I got a go-kart and started doing local races at, at Todd Road. Um, and, at, and at that time, about, you know, nine, I had a PlayStation 2. I was. I think I remember playing. Classic. I remember playing Need for Speed. Yeah. Um, and there was a rally game that I always, I always played, but I can't remember the name of it. But, but I was always into you know consoles and and racing games as as long as as along the side of racing go karts. Um, and then I got a bit older and I got got my first sim. I think it was probably about eleven or twelve, just on a desk. Hmm. Um, and I just did that for fun with my mates. And then um, you know just recently it become you know more serious as it as it's now become professional in esports right um and i you know i've always been on it you know when i'm not racing in real life i'm at home cutting laps on the sim and i can't see why it wouldn't help um either or right so just speaking of the real world briefly you did well in the hyundai excel series and then from there made the jump to s5000 yes which is this to the rest of the world outside of australia looks a bit mental (laughs) because you've got a single seater open wheels with the halo but a 5.2 liter v8 in the back that looks extremely wide Hoosier tyres at the rear, right? Yep. So what's that like to drive, first of all? The tyre doesn't have very much grip at all. Uh, so th- that's probably the most challenging thing because it makes braking, accelerating, cornering, you know, hard. Um, it gives you a hard time. And um, it, the aero is not that much better. Just the small wings, the floor is not very large. But it does make, you know, watching the cars race around is very exciting because they move around so much and people always make mistakes and then they thunder down the straight because the engines yeah. sound so good um, like I really really love the category um, and I think it's awesome and you know I think it's you know everyone that jumps in them says they're a real beast to drive so you've had a couple of seasons in that championship and last year in particular was a really good third in the Australian Drivers Championship and second in the Tasman Series yes 
Uh, and then this year you did the first round in Tassie, which was uh, a brace of podiums. Yes. Are you planning on continuing that season as well? Yes. The, the plan is um, each round that doesn't clash with GB4, um, back to Australia racing in the S5000 category, um, you know, trying to do the best we can in that championship in Australia as well as, as well as here. I think that, you know, the two sides of that is only a positive. So another series that you're also doing this year, which you did last year, is the Porsche Esports Super Cup. Yes. On iRacing. Yes. So you had a solid year last year, but then uh, this year, as we're speaking, I think you're about fifth in the points, and you've yep. had a podium position. So that's a, a good improvement, I think, year on year. What's been the main difference between last year and this year to get these stronger results? I think the main difference is probably uh, this year. I did put in a lot more hours before the start of the season. I think right. I started practicing around Christmas time, um, and and put in a lot of hours. They didn't bode well for the first round you know we made a few mistakes there whether it be set up or driving you know just things we didn't get right um, that really showed in qualifying in the race but I think that paid off later in like the next round and the next round um, just to have that really solid race pace and I yeah I think differently just working harder mainly um, you know I'm not as nervous going into races this year as I did last year because right. it's gone around for the second time uh, I, re I think I still had a shaky break leg into turn one in qualifying a, a few times, but it wasn't as bad this year. Right. Um, but yeah, I think just just little things that add up, and I think working with Seb for a second year on it on the time um, is you know we're kind of more familiar with each other and know what works and what doesn't work because um, it's always a challenge practicing from Australia and he's in the UK. We can only do a couple hours each day, right. otherwise one of us is not sleeping. So that's another big part that we have to, to play with. But I think our duo is really good and um, we've had really strong results this year. Yeah, it's going well so far. And obviously you're racing for Red Bull Racing Esports and you mentioned their teammate Sebastian Job, who's a pre uh, previous world champion in this particular discipline. Uh, what's it like working with a team and with him as a teammate? Really good. Um, like the environment's uh, really good and everyone works quite hard. Um, you know, that's that's all you want really in in a sim team. There's just everyone that's really focused and driven and works really hard. And there's no one else better than that than, Seba than Sebastian. Uh, you know, he's one of the hardest working people I know. And he gets, you know, it's either winning or, you know, it's win it or bin it for him. And, you know, right. um, and it's and that's, you know, that's really good um, for, for most part of it. Um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't choose another teammate. Ah, that's good to hear. And, and how did you, how did the deal with Red Bull come about, the esports team? And how did you transition from playing on the PlayStation 2 to more professional focused esports? I don't know how the, the path went. It was just sort of passion. And I just spent a lot of time on it. And sort of, you know, the, the, the drive with Red Bull came from my performance in the qualifying series, trying to get into PES. Right. Um, and, and there was a spot open, they were looking for a driver. And, you know, it was just good timing, really. You know, if it was a year before or a year after, it might not be in this position. So I'm grateful for that. And it was just good timing. And I think. You know, as, as as I got like sim simulators got more realistic, um, and esports grew in that COVID period, uh, it was kind of just good timing. And you know, the last couple of years have only I've really focused on getting you know world championship level of racing, um, and I and I think you know I just really enjoy it. And I think the passion um, with real life racing and sim racing is why I'm in this position. It's Tom here to interrupt this episode, which I hope you're enjoying, to say if you'd like to support the show, we have some affiliate links in the podcast description. We have them for Buzzsprout if you decide to create your own podcast, or sim racing and gaming equipment companies like Fanatec, Track Racer, and Moza. It doesn't change the buying experience for you at all, but if you click the link and decide to purchase something, we may earn a commission that helps us to keep going with the podcast. That's it for now. Thank you very much. Back to the interview. Right, and then in terms of 
the relationship between the sim racing activities and the real world. Obviously, you know, a Porsche in iRacing is very different to GB4, which we'll touch upon soon, uh, and S5000. But are there any skills other than learning the tracks, which is very handy for this year, anything else you get from sim racing? For example, does it help your racing IQ, you know, when you're looking to overtake or defend? Does it help with um, calming nerves, being focused? Is it items like this that you can translate across? Yeah, 100%. Um, there's, there's some things that really translate perfectly between real life and sim racing, and I think what iRacing does really well. I think, you know, learning the tracks, knowing where, like, the distance distances between corners and yeah. right and left that's really good you know the it's it's really hard to replicate the exact feeling you get in a sim to real life and you know techniques with your braking your throttle is not exactly the same and it's still a long way from that but like you said the racing iq is is really important and like choosing when to defend choosing when to push and being under pressure like un yeah. the, the pressure you feel in sim racing is the same or even more than what you have in real life so putting yourself in that position a lot like going into qualifying you've got to do one lap it's the exact same as real life and that's um that's what i find really helps me right so it's this intense scenario that's similar adrenaline rush do you yes think? absolutely yeah exactly the same i remember i remember i think the most nervous i've ever been for a race is a sim race rather right. than not, not a, like I've been more calm for a real life race than a sim race and I still remember that exact race um, like shaky legs and you know making mistakes so you know putting that pressure on yourself in the sim um, and you're doing the same movements turning a wheel and braking and, and like visuals and being aware of what's around you it all it all really helps and I think um, that's why I try to spend as much time on the sim when I'm not raving, driving in real life that mm. they to, to help real life. Right, so it's extra practice, not just on the circuits, but it's the, the mental ability and the yeah. ability to focus. It's, and I would say it's more the mental ability than, than the, the tracks. Like I, you know, I find I don't do too many laps to, to try to focus on driving at tracks um, because sometimes it gives you bad habits because things that go fast on the sim don't make you fast in real life. But the things like the mental stress and the pressure and the IQ of, um, really translates really well. Right, well, let's hope you put that to good use this season. Yep. We'll just quickly touch upon your activities. Uh, you've had to move to the UK, yes. is that correct? In yes. Milton Keynes? Yep. It's a bit different to Australia. Very How are you different. finding that so far? Um, I saw you eating a cheese sandwich earlier. That's, that's, one, that's one element. <laughs> um, yep, the cheese sandwich just popped up. So I had that. <laughs> uh, but I've, I've, the, same, the diet's still similar. Just, you know, meat, vegetables and fruit. Right, yeah. Um, but the first thing I noticed was it was a lot greyer here when I got here yeah. than Australia. Everything, like Australia is quite orange now that I think about it. Um, and then apart might from... might be just Milton Keynes, but I don't maybe, want to offend anyone. Yeah, I haven't seen much else of England yet. But um, there's... Uh, yeah, it's it's different. It's challenging. Um, I'm more stressed about that part right. of moving to the UK um, than the racing part. You know, the racing I've been doing for more than 10 years. Living by myself, I've never done. So that's more stressful. And I'm a bit worried that's going to, you know... I've got to get that down pat first okay. to, to focus on the racing but right. you know it's all it's all fun and um, you know I, it's good that I'm learning nice well that sounds like a, a fun challenge uh, I guess two final final questions uh, thanks to your partnership with the Red Bull Racing Esports team yep. I believe you have got access to things like their gym yes. and their sim studio right yes. so that's an advantage that perhaps over drivers who aren't in sim racing don't have an art with a sim racing team that's a good point it, it yeah. helps with the physical aspect in the real world right so are you looking forward to making use, use of that 
Yes, 100%. Yeah, the, I, I went to the, the factory yesterday yeah. for the first time and it blew me away. You know, the facilities they got there and how they build the cars and the gym and the E arena. Um, it's really amazing. So, you know, when I'm not doing anything with GB4, working on the cars at the factory there, yeah. um, I'm at the gym or on the on the sim at the factory right, right. working hard. And now you're in the same time zone as Sebi, right? So you can practice oh, together yeah. for PESC at the same it's, time. It's like, like a dream come true, you <laughs> yeah. know? So I can message him at the same time and he's awake. Um, so... Final thing, uh, GB4 this year, any hopes and expectations for the season ahead? And how was how is the testing going so far? The testing is going really well so far. Um, hopes, I hope to do well um, than, rather than worse. Uh, but I don't really, you know, I don't want to put too, too many right, ex- expectations. And it's just, you know, all I can ask is to work hard and do the best I can. And, you know, wherever that puts us is wherever it puts us. So obviously I want to win, but, um, you know, I just work hard and, and wherever that I end up, that's, that's how it goes. Well, best of luck, Cooper Oyster. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time, Cooper, at a very busy Donington Park GB4 test session there. Really appreciated our conversation, and I hope you as a podcast listener did too. All that remains to be said at this point is please do follow and subscribe to the Traction.gg podcast wherever you are listening on your favourite app. There might be a like, a follow, a rating option. Please do provide us that feedback. It allows us to reach a larger audience. Also, don't forget, we've got the website, which is updated on a daily basis with the latest sim racing and racing game news. So please do visit traction.gg. And also we've got the social media channels that you can follow and the YouTube channel that you can subscribe to. Thank you very much for listening. Keep it pinned.